podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we really get into this episode, we would like it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. We would also like it way, way more if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app that allows you to uh, give ratings. And if you use a podcast app that doesn't allow you to give ratings, find one that does. For example, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I think, is one. Uh, anyway, moving on. Also, tell your <laughs> friends about our show. And with that, today we are here to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 7, Deals with Our Devils, which originally premiered November 2019 of 2016. And, as usual, here's a rundown of the episode. Coulson, Fitz, and Robbie are trapped between dimensions and helplessly watch as Eli kills several agents and escapes. Fitz overhears Mesa arguing with Senator Deer. He needs Simmons' help to understand Eli's technology, but she has been taken uh, to an encased in human who uh, she helps escape from the Terrigen cocoon. With Simmons gone, Radcliffe studies the technology and is presented with the Darkhold by May in her desperation to uh, save Coulson. Radcliffe believes the book contains too much knowledge for a person to process, but Ada is able to read it, revealing that she is an android. Ada constructs a portal through which Coulson and Fitz return. During this time, the ghostwriter spirit has left Robbie and possessed Mac to avoid the other dimension, where it has been before. Raze uh, confronts the spirit, promising to serve it uh, even after they defeat Eli, if it leaves Mac. It agrees, and Robbie returns through the, the portal. Secretly, Ada begins experimenting with her new knowledge from the Darkhold, creating a holographic brain for reasons. I'm unsure why she needs a holographic brain, but I'm sure that will be revealed in due time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I mean, considering... Okay, so Tony, I know we, we've watched the whole season. We kind of know where this all uh, leads with things. Mm-hmm. I think it leads to, to that. Um, but we don't need to talk about that for now, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, jump into our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? Um, should I even bother asking you, Al? No, no, you probably shouldn't. Um, okay. I mean, I think at this point, you should just jump into your fast facts, and then I'll say some afterwards if I have some that you didn't say. All right. Well, that meandering sentence will probably take longer than my fast fact because i only have one this time um which is the title uh deals with our devils is because i've noticed at least three people making deals with their devils i mean robbie does it literally he does he makes a new deal with the spirit Mm -hmm. Uh, mace made a deal with nadir that went poorly and then colson revealed that he made a deal with the president to legitimize shield by stepping down from uh, being director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you also want to count number four... Uh, I don't. The, huh? I don't. Oh, okay, all right. Well, then never mind. We'll just move on. Uh, right, well, okay, I'll <laughs> give you a chance. <laughs> uh, no, at the end of the episode, um, when Robbie walks through the portal, somehow that he found, um, <laughs> Mac is sitting there waiting for him and says, hey, do you want to... Uh, help get rid of uh, Morrow or Morrow, Morrow, Eli, Eli, uh, yeah, Uncle Eli. Um, and so that's that's kind of a, a deal, I guess. Mac making a deal with the uh, Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right, so there's four. Deals. I mean, I was trying to figure. Like, I had to like stretch. Like, deals with our devils. It's like it's all um, plural, so it can't just be Robbie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the obvious one, but yeah. All right. You ready to move on to our heroes? Yeah. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupy stalker type. Where, where do you want to start? You usually have much more organized notes as far as, like, groupings than I do. Um, I guess Daisy. I mean, I just want an order of who I've found interesting first. <laughs> okay so um i'm actually real sparse on my notes this week it's just like i don't know if i was more engaged in this episode or less fewer things happened but (laughs) um i like how daisy knows that they're in the mcu (laughs) and that weird stuff happens all the time so don't just assume they're dead yeah exactly like i wrote down her quote she said no it's shield impossible things happen all the time like she she's used to it cool she's already embraced this world that she lives in (laughs) which yeah to be fair sorry no go ahead go ahead okay and and to be fair she was saying that to director mace who is new to this world so yeah okay like he 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 needs to be uh you know read in on on the stuff that, that that team deals with all the time versus yeah which i guess that means that the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. probably has yet to deal with anything weird and crazy and impossible, like the S.H.I.E.L.D. team does on a weekly basis. Uh, I call shenanigans on that, because <laughs> the heroes exist, and the world knows about it, and inhuman humans exist. So you can't just be like, I didn't know about all this stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows about it, but it's like it's not common practice for him, right? Like we we've talked about, um, like as an example before in season two, I want to say when um, uh, General Talbot, who I don't think it was General at the time, anyway, Talbot, um, you know, he uh, so uh, forget the, the 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 lady who was impersonating his wife. She was using that that you know that face mask oh, thing. That, Agent thirty three. I think so. The the one that was with uh, uh, dating uh, yeah, Ward, Agent Ward. Ward. Yep. Agent 13, Agent 33. Which one is uh, uh, Peggy Carter's? Sharon. Oh, 13. That one I know. Sharon's 13, so it okay. must be 33. Okay, got it. Uh, so, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Agent 33. So, um, Talbot immediately knows, like, oh, it's that mask. And I remember at the time, us all thinking, like, yeah, to him it's it's that mask because he probably knows about other technology and things but he you know he's only going to think of this one thing that he's had experience with Mm -hmm. versus you know colson has experience of like a handful of different things immediately like off the cuff that he could say well i guess i guess that mask is pretty likely um there probably is an inhuman who can actually shapeshift there's probably this and that Yeah. yeah I mean, I think the term's what Occam's razor. It's mm-hmm. like you you hear hoof that thing the things you hear hoof marks or hoof sounds and you don't think zebra, you think horse because it's what you're used to. So <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a bunch of people, a big explosion, a bunch of people gone, can't find them anywhere, they're probably dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and- an easy thing to think of from Mace's perspective, but not from Sky's, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else with Daisy? I mean, she stole Robbie's car, which is fair. <laughs> eh, <laughs> but yeah. anything else with Daisy? Uh, I mean, she scratched it up, and he's probably gonna get some revenge later. Maybe. Uh, I guess not. Actually, <laughs> he never gets his vengeance. <laughs> Ruin. Sorry. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, he might. We don't know when he's going to show up in the future. That's and true. And drag Daisy to hell. <laughs> she he doesn't even kill her. He literally drags her to hell. <laughs> spoiler alert. Which spoiler do you believe? Al or me? <laughs> yeah, season eight gets weird. All right. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, all right. 
yeah, I guess we can move on to Mac next. He's who I have sure. next on my notes. Okay. Um, sorry, not just Mac. Ghostwriter Mac. <gasps> which was cool. Yeah. Wish we got more than 30 seconds of that. I also wish, you know, he actually went ghostwritery when he was on the motorcycle. Ah, yeah, that would have been so cool. <laughs> I thought that was the reason they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, And then you just have him driving around the streets of L.A. in the middle of the day with a flaming skull. <laughs> that would just yeah. be cool. <laughs> I mean, presumably shattering every single window like Nick Cage does. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, burning the asphalt as he's driving on it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that happens to Nick Cage's Ghost Rider because it's so concentrated. The evil is concentrated on two wheels instead of spread out amongst four like it is for Robbie. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um. Rolling back a little bit, because, I mean, of course, we had to talk about Ghost Rider Mac first. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, one of the things that he says to, uh, I think it was to May, he says, uh, we're in nightmare territory here. And I got to say, he gets some of the best lines because, like, he, he's always, like, he always comes from the perspective of the person who doesn't think it's, like, the, you know, he doesn't think ghosts is the you know his first option or aliens or whatever like he slowly Mm -hmm. moves into it um and now he's like you know what never mind this is really bad someone else is gonna have to figure out what this is this is this is just bad oh okay yeah i mean he's a very um he believes what he believes he believes in like machines in the physical world, and he believes in the Bible and his faith. And anything that doesn't fall into those two things, he is not comfortable with it at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then like he he's right, but he's like uh, um he calls the dark hold like pure evil or something like that. Like he's right, but also I can imagine just Fitz rolling his eyes at him and walking away. <laughs> Yeah, it, it fits rolling his eyes and saying, ah, oh, he, he always thinks it's just ghosts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fitz is a ghost. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure he brought that back later. You know, they're they're both hanging out and Mac was like, so you were you were a ghost. Eh? <laughs> he just has to bring. No, up. I was between dimensions. Oh, you were being dragged to hell, huh? No, I was... Shut up, Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, that other dimension, was that the dark dimension? Like, because I don't think they ever said it, right? Because I was just assuming it was the dark dimension. The other dimension they're being pulled to? Yeah. I assumed it was hell. Hmm. Okay. Because I feel like the spirit of... I think it's where the spirit of vengeance is going because he's been there before. And I feel like he's been to hell. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Hmm. Okay. Because he says he doesn't want to go back. It sounds like a bad place to him. So, oh. Yeah. I mean, okay. you can't um, enact vengeance on people who are already dead. Okay, They've been venged. So <laughs> all right. So it's just a boring place for him. Yeah. I mean, it's a pointless place for him, I guess. Okay. Alright. Alright. Um let's go to I guess Simmons. <laughs> I mean they're all <laughs> Simmons is like the most separated. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean th- this is one of those episodes where everyone gets a very distinct storyline, so mm-hmm. we're just yeah, we're we're probably just gonna rush right through this really quickly. But yeah, Simmons. So what have you got? Um she's brought into uh, study that guy Nadir's brother, nephew, or something. Yeah, um, her brother. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but yeah, it's her brother. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm. I like how she like notices that his heart is spiked, so he must be freaking out. Um, and and kind of talks him down and calms down his. Or composes him enough to complete his terogenesis. Mm-hmm. 
Um, has his heartbeat been steadily freaked out for the last seven months? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense that he's been in that constant freakout state because as soon as it lowers, he starts to come out of it slowly, but he does. Yeah, I guess that must be his inhuman power is to be constantly in fear because I feel like <laughs> a person couldn't maintain that type of panic for seven months. Yeah, well, then again, they aren't gestating, right? Like he hasn't had any food or water in seven months. That's also true. I mean, he might just be in biologically in whatever mode he was in when this started happening. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing I, I did want to bring up about Simmons is that she she knows that she's in charge, right? Like she tells everyone mm-hmm. to leave to get out of there, and they were like, uh, "That's not going to happen." And then she, you know, lays down the law because I guess she's used to it now, being at whatever her level of is at Shield. Um, but at the same time, like she was completely right, yeah, um, because yeah, they were like, "Hey." Uh, you've been doing the same thing for seven months. Give me like thirty seconds, and and that's all it took. But yeah, yeah, I'm and yeah, I like this new Boulder Simmons. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we didn't get to see that transition like we usually see with the character development in the show. Yeah, that's true. It happened off screen in between seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and they put a black bag over her head and take her away. Back to the shield base, I guess. That seemed very rude. They could have at least turned around and said, "Hey, thanks, you're done. Here's the black bag again." Like they they didn't need to be that rough. They were just they were just annoyed that she showed up and like showed them all in two minutes. Yeah, I, mean, I get why they use the black bag because they're in Nadir's house or Nadir's brother's house. They don't want her putting two together. Yeah, that part I get, but they didn't need to be so mean about it. Yeah. It's true. And but we see her don't we see her at the end of the episode? Like she hugs Fitz. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's only in the two scenes in this episode, right? The one we're talking about and and yeah, because when Fitz becomes corporeal again, he's like hunting down director Mace and then like, hey, where's Gemma and all that? And yeah, then they they hug. So she gets very little screen time this episode. I think last episode was she in it or was that where she only had like the 30 seconds of being told that she was going to go on this mission. Yeah, that was about it. Okay, got it. I mean, it's been a while for us. We did a, a whole movie in between. so yeah, It's been a month, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, I mean, do we want to move on to Fitz? I have Fitz and Coulson together. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do, let's do that. Yeah. I like like one of my favorite parts of this episode was when they go back after we see like Mac and May's reaction to Colson and Fitz disappearing, and they go back and show it from Colson and Fitz's point of view, and they kind of fake the characters out, thinking that they can hear them when they actually can't. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that a was... clever way to do it. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Because um, I mean, you know, we as the audience pretty much immediately know what's going on because. You know, we've already seen this scene. Um, although, if they didn't do that, I wonder, like, if they did, like, an you know, interplay sort of thing, like, would we have noticed? Probably, because I guess we probably would have noticed because they did make the screen different, right? The you mm-hmm. know, different colors and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that that was a good good thing. I I know how much I've in the past I've complained about disliking that you know going back in time with the episode thing but yeah this is one of those things that actually does add context in a good way so I I like mm-hmm. it. yeah I, I I enjoy it I like the style of this episode I enjoy that they do that they do it a few times they show a scene and then they show the scene from the the spirits or whatever you call them the incorporeal point of view mm-hmm. but I also like the um the i guess the lighting design where it looks dimmer looks different which you would think from tv shows and movies showing people in other realities but it makes sense in they talk about in the um show 
that the characters know is getting darker, and they know that something is wrong with the lights as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just the lighting, too. They also say, like, it's harder to hear other people talking, too. So that's, like, also another thing that's affecting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that Fitz's first reaction. Not his first reaction. But one of his reactions is he needs to text uh, Simmons to tell him <laughs> that they're in a different dimension. <laughs> I feel like that's really real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Like, um, I know when I was a kid and there was like a power outage or something, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess if I can't use the computer, I'll watch TV. Oh, no, I can't do that. I guess I'll do... Oh, no, I can't do that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I guess I'll do this. And I go over and I try to do it. And like, oh, no, I can't do that. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit in the middle of your house and just be sad. Yeah. I mean, it was that or read a book. <laughs> Forget that. Yeah, exactly. I want Plus, depending on the time, you might need a light for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see. And then the last thing I have for, like, Fitz and Coulson, really, it's still just, um, is uh, Fitz calling out Coulson for stepping down as director. And I thought... It was necessary to get all the characters on the same page for the next part of the, for the next episode. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's one of those things that the characters on the team would already know. Like, maybe they've already been told that. Because, right, like, like, would that make sense? Like, hey, so just so you guys know, this is my reasoning. Cause I feel like for the most part, Coulson is pretty honest with his team, you know, with the shieldies. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's probably, I mean, that was probably like a reminder to Fitz in my mind is, or at least that's kind of how I imagine like, Hey, just remember we talked about this, but at least, you know, it's telling us and the audience, like there were good reasons for him stepping down. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing is they didn't, uh, the, the team didn't know though, or at least they've been acting like they didn't know this entire season why he stepped down. Oh uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean there's they're so bitter towards Mace for stealing his job and Colson should be the person there and just blaming other people thinking the job was taken away from Colson when Colson actually gave it up. Yeah. And it's, it's fair. It's the deal that Coulson made with the devil. He gave up his job because, you know, the president didn't really like that he ran an illegal organization on U.S. soil with, like, <laughs> military and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and also, at that point, they also knew where the base was. So. Yes, under a buck's bar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Somewhere. We don't know what city, I guess. New York yeah. or LA. <laughs> or DC. <laughs> or oh, DC, you're right. Uh we kind of established this a couple like a few months ago, but I have forgotten. Yeah, well It's on it's on the East Coast. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We oh you know, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, it's part of MCU Coast, where Los Angeles and New York and D.C. are like, you know, quote unquote, the tri-state area. So, like, they're all like a 45-minute drive from each other. I believe it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it makes as much sense as, you know, Tony being able to fly to Afghanistan in like a couple of hours, or like... Seems like a couple of hours, and then it takes him like sixteen or twelve hours to fly to Tennessee in Iron Man three. That was a prototype suit; like it wasn't mm. complete. Um, yeah. it was low on fuel. Yeah, also yeah, the low right. on fuel thing makes no sense either. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> it's Tony. Really, it's just it's all it's a small world. After all. After yeah, Disney I'm... bought it, it became a small world after all. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else with, with these characters. Um, hey, where do we put Director Mace? Is he a uh, guy in I the chair? I still have him guy in the chair. Okay, cool. I, I, I wasn't sure. 
right, I don't uh, think there will be a time when I don't have a main guy in the chair. <laughs> okay, that makes that yeah. works for me. Um, then in that I've got, case, hmm? I've got May and Robbie left. Cool. Uh, let's talk about May. Um, she is so much more um emotional now that remember she uh died. She had like rage um stick at one point, and she was driven insane by the ghosts. So I understand why she's like she's more emotionally connected now than she's ever been before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's mostly the rage stick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, also in one sense, like she's never lost Colson uh, for long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't know May, but she lost Colson when um, he died. <laughs> well, did did she know? She, I don't think anyone. Yes. Well, I don't know Sorry. if he knew when he was dead. Exactly. Like, did she? Did she actually know that he died in the Battle of of New York? Right, because it was you know it was kind of one of those hidden things. I think she. I don't remember if she was level seven at the time, but yeah, I mean, the only way, reason I think she might have known is because she was the one spying on Colson and reporting back to Fury. Exactly. Like, like I know that she knows that he did die, but yeah. Did she find out about that before or after he was brought back to life? Like, did Fury come up and say, hey, listen, so I got some good news and bad news. Um, the good news is Coulson is alive. And the bad news is we need you to spy on him. And her immediate question was, when did he die? What the hell? Mm-hmm. So, or sorry. He, true. Yeah. Sorry. Fury said Coulson is alive again. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering... After she's died, she died. Does she? Is she more reckless now? Because she's just like, "Yep, Colson said this dark hold's pretty evil. Don't open it. Let's open it." <laughs> or is it just her desperation, like you were saying? Yeah, I think part of it is desperation, right? Like, because she, you know, she she's losing a a very close personal friend that she's worked mm-hmm. with for many years that, that we know, right? who was her boss recently, or up until a few months ago. Um, although, I mean, she probably never saw him as a boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just had a thought that kind of spoils next week's episode. I, think I don't think it's that. Okay. We'll discuss it. Okay. Because I've got a question about that also. But Same here. But okay. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll, when we get to next week's episode, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, are you ready to move on, or do you have anything else for me? Yeah, I, I guess we. That's that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, she, act of desperation. She wanted to, you know, bring him back, save him if possible. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So I've got for her. Okay. All right, then moving on to Robbie, who I think I have as many notes for Robbie as I have for everyone else combined. Oh wow, I had very few for him. So let's go with yours, because I'm sure there's overlap. All right. Um, I'm trying, I was trying to like pinpoint the exact moment the spirit stopped helping him, because I know when he left him, but I think his like despair that he couldn't stop Morrow is a sign that like the spirit wasn't powering him anymore or propping his like personality up anymore. Because the guy just curled up and looked like he was giving up for a little while. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think about like because because yeah, I, I I noticed that some you know when he was talking about you know he's he's not feeling too good, he's cold, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But in the, like the first time that we see him when he goes up to Morrow, did yeah. he w- was he already feeling that way? No, he wasn't. But okay, so I remembered from watching this years ago that the ghost rider did leave him and mm-hmm. it went to Mac. And I thought it's like, it would be a surprise. So I was thinking like the fact that Robbie just like curls up in the hallway after those guys died seemed very unlike the Robbie we'd seen for the rest of the show. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm one, I'm trying to like justify that, saying maybe the writer hadn't left him yet, but also like lost confidence in him or something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like the 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 writer was just looking for someone new uh, in in the meantime, right? So he was yeah. he was still stuck to the body. He, I guess I. I don't know if they ever say this in the comics. They definitely don't say it in the show, but I wonder if the writer is like a symbiote where it needs to be a part of someone to live. So he didn't leave until yeah. he found Mac. I mean, that makes sense. It's definitely our, or I think it might not be able to live on this plane of existence without a human host. Okay. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also when it actually starts leaving him, the fact that he feels cold, like it, it's really obvious, but really makes sense. Cause he's been filled with this fire for however many years he's been the writer. Oh yeah. He is, uh, yeah. used to it. Although I guess we, we should actually have a general idea cause it was a little bit before that accident happened. Um, how long was Eli Morrow in prison? I'm not sure. Yeah. Or I guess how long all of those people were in the boxes. Same same time difference, pretty much. I, for some reason, it, in my it mind, it's years. five years. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do can machines hear ghosts? <laughs> I, okay, I had that down for something for Ada. Um, because at the end... You know, she's she's saying that she knows Coulson and Fitz are there. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, we do see Robbie like bang the, the dash of his car and that turns on yeah. the, the blinker. So I guess this is one of those weird rules where those ghosts do actually have some ability to interact with the world around them, but only non-organic stuff, non-humans. So I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Ada, somehow. I, I have no idea how... She knows that. What sensor? I maybe maybe <laughs> there's a ghost sensor inside of her. Maybe. Yeah, I mean it might be. I don't know, electromagnetic or something, because they are some type of energy. Because they can see, and the sense the things around them. I don't know if sixties um, chargers have that type of energy receptor but ada might <laughs> <laughs> yeah ada probably would if if any robot would she would yeah yeah i mean it was it's between her and vision i think at this point those are the two robots <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. ultron's gone so yeah yep although maybe he would be able to probably i mean one of the versions of him all right um let's see so yeah he, he gets to talk to the spirit uh the spirit of vengeance and i do we at this point know i mean we're going back to a little bit mac but the spirit says he can live off of max pain instead of vengeance for a while for years do we know mm-hmm. what max pain is at this point no no, uh, it like I remember it taking a while to find out. Like this was one of the first times that they say anything. Um, mm-hmm. The only hint we get is that part with what the ghostwriter said, and then at the end of the episode, when he's looking at a picture with a, a date on the end of it or mm-hmm. on it, and also a, a name. I forgot what the name was on there, but yeah, I thought it was hope or something like that. But whatever. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but eventually, uh, Robbie makes a deal with the writer, saying that he'll help him settle all his scores. Which you know, the spirit of vengeance probably you know he has a lot of vengeance to take vengeance <laughs> on to avenge himself. Um, I really now from that scene only, I wish we got the Ghost Rider spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm not going to spoil much, but. We see uh, Ghost Rider again uh, towards the end of the season, and he, he's talking about like doing Ghost Rider stuff, right? So he's mm-hmm. he's kind of been out and about. Um, so like, yeah, that would be great seeing all of that. 
Yeah. I I mean, I say, I'm, I'll say this forever. I don't think they will, but I hope they bring him back further along in the MCU. But, you know, if they bring him in a movie or Disney Plus show, it's going to be um, Johnny Blaze. Oh, they would replace the, the character or have a new, uh, a new Ghost have Rider. A new ghost rider. Oh, yeah. Or completely obliterate this um, timeline or this, like, this internal logic <laughs> by having uh, Johnny Blaze suddenly become Ghost Rider when we already know that Johnny Blaze was the Ghost Rider to give him the power. Whatever. Uh, well, uh, yeah, th- that's one of those things, right? Where, like, the writers said that in their minds this was it, but they never made it official in the show, so I don't know how how much you can count that. Like that, That's one of those weird gray areas. So, yeah. technically... In the show, no, Johnny Blaze has never been there. Even so, it, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. I agree with you, um, but I mean, at the same time, there are multiple Ghost Riders in the comics, right? I think there there are multiple Spirit of Vengeance. I, I, I may be wrong because you know I'm not super familiar. Uh-huh. I thought there was like one Ghost Rider at a time. Okay, but I'm not sure. All right, I, I could have sworn I've seen or heard of comics where there were like multiple that existed around the same time, but then again, I don't know. It's all weird hell magic, so whatever rules anyone wants to make up, I guess, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you're probably right about you know if a if we get a ghost writer somewhere else, um, you know, it might just be a completely different character. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm really curious because, you know, there was supposed to be the Ghost Rider TV show and then a lot of that stuff really just fell apart. Uh, I don't know if they've mm-hmm. ever announced why, if it was like a casting reasons or like difference uh, they, of opinion. I feel, I think it was because they were shutting down the connections between Marvel TV and Marvel Studios. And um, they had cast... Uh, Diego Luna, the guy who plays Robbie Reyes, as the Ghost Rider. So there was going to be a spinoff of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think they wanted it just to be, like, done with mm. S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Okay. Which gives me hope that that's because they want to use Robbie in the future for, like, official S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Or official MCU stuff. But that might just be my optimism. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I, I would love that, too. Honestly, I, I would... I, I mean, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but, you know, I loved the concept of having, like, the Defenders TV show of, like, here's some other heroes doing their thing, not at Avengers level, but, you know, at their level. Yeah. And I I like that concept, and I would love to see that again, you know, Disney Plus or something else, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that's something that happens, because they already have a character. They have some story, enough story at least. And I think an actor who is willing to play that character again. I, I assume. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Marvel calls you and as if you're not super stuck up, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And even if you are, I mean, they've got like Anthony Hopkins and really respected actors in these movies. Um, mm-hmm. Who's that guy who played Pierce, Alexander Pierce. Oh yeah, um, Robert Redford. Yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, he he like doesn't do anything anymore. The, the last movie he ever did before he announced his retirement was Endgame. <laughs> that little cameo. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Well, I, okay. So before we wrap up, Robbie, I think he gets pulled to hell. And then the Ghost Rider just brings him back, so I guess it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a little confusing, um, because I, I, all right, I, I guess I don't, I don't know how the Ghost Rider knew to go through the portal because, because he, I don't know, some number of hours later he just went through the portal. That was yeah, confusing. I, yeah, I mean, I am. He's an intelligence being. So, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, you're right. Maybe he wasn't because there was like, no, he wasn't there when the portal was created. Okay. You're right. I don't know how either. <laughs> yeah. That, that's part weird. I, I I don't know. Maybe he knew of 
he could sense the magic energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go with that. Yeah. 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 And then he teams up with Mac. And that's my last note for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's. Yeah. All right. Uh, ready to move on to the villains of the episode? Sure. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! This will be a long section. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Eli Morrow was in it for all of 30 seconds kill some agents Mm -hmm. and that's it i don't have anything else unless you do yep well he can make carbon (laughs) or he makes copies of carbon called carbon copies so that way he can steal people's signatures yep that's exactly what he's doing (laughs) (laughs) okay sound of blood uh yeah, that's, that's creepy. Okay. All right. Well, then in that case, let's just move on. We'll take a quick break, um, and let's uh, let's read a, a word from our sponsor. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Tony? What's the one thing that you have been wanting to do for months, but you can't do due to the plague? Uh, Backflip. Exactly. Take a vacation to somewhere other than the abandoned building across the street. It's something we all want to do, but it's so difficult to do safely. And given the current state of things, it could be a while before any of us can vacation again. And that's why our friends at Middle Dimension Vacations have the offer of a lifetime. Take a trip to your very own pocket dimension in between our world and the dark dimension. Teleporting into the mid-dimension is as low as $30. Teleporting back is only one order of magnitude more expensive. You're probably worried about getting stuck into the dark dimension, and I would be too. But once again, science has the answer, this time in the form of magic. Simply wear the protection necklace provided upon entry, and the demons of the Dark Dimension won't take you. Never take it off. Use promo code MCURewind to get 80% off your return trip ticket. I, When you asked me the question, I thought about taking a vacation and actually answering correctly. <laughs> and then I decided against it. Ah, uh, <laughs> so close. Uh, <sighs> All right. <laughs> Alright, the guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Alright, um, I got Mace, Radcliffe, and Ada. Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Mace, because Radcliffe and Ada are pretty close together. Yeah. I'm surprised how quickly... No, this is what I should say. (laughs) For someone who they really dislike, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. um, Because he sides with Daisy really quickly to call in um, Simmons to figure out the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess part of this goes back to that previous conversation we had about, like, well, these shieldies know that this stuff is, uh, you know, in their world, quote unquote, normal. Um, and he's like, well, I guess, you know, you you got to trust the people doing the actual job. So mm-hmm. he's, I mean, yeah, he he does seem like an actual good leader, like someone who is capable of protecting his team, protecting his people. Um, so, well, yeah, we I, all know a team that trusts is a team that triumphs, and he trusts the team. That's true. He he wouldn't have them on the team if he didn't trust them. That's true. Except, except maybe Coulson. I don't know how much he trusts Coulson. And also, Daisy's not on the team, but he's <laughs> trusting her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And she's the one who convinced him. <laughs> yep. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, I mean, in another show, in a, I think a 
less well-written show, he'd be, you know, the guy in the suit that says, no, this is impossible. We're not going to do it. And then they all have to go against him to save their friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'm glad that they're at least saying, listen, he's at least a competent leader. He just isn't used to doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, he's also like, he's emotionally affected by the loss of those agents. He's like, you hear his voice crack a little bit when he talks about having to, to call the families and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's good for a leader empathy. He's not like Mm -hmm. sending people on suicide missions. Probably I would, I would hope. Yeah. These, this rewatch is making me appreciate Mace so much more. Because I did not like him the first, or I remember not liking him from previous um, episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like I think one of the things that I remember disliking about him is how cheesy he is, and mm-hmm. this time I'm able to look past it a little bit more, and that's helping. Yeah, I mean, on paper he is Captain America. That's true. Comic book paper. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Then <laughs> that too. Um, and then we like we're really emphasizing uh, empathizing with him in this one because like I feel bad for him when he realizes that he's over his head and po- with the pol- the politicians like he's not <laughs> ready for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I it, okay. I, I know this is a little bit of a spoiler because they they talk about it a little in the future. I I want to say he has a politics background. I don't know what it is. We'll have to keep an eye out for it, but. Maybe he's just not yeah. as good at the the uh, backstabbing part of politics. It's true. I mean, he's only been uh, working with the nice politicians. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. Like Colson. Not a politician. <laughs> well, then I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, 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 T'Challa. He's a king, so he's a politician. Yeah, maybe if he has. Not that he spoken with. Huh? Him. If he's spoken with him, or are you just listing nice politicians in the MCU? I'm listing. I'm listing nice politicians in the list of one. If I mean he he was in the same place as him because he was at the bombing um for the Sokovia Accords at the UN. Maybe, uh, because. Remember a couple episodes, a few episodes ago, Simmons said, "I knew you weren't there," or something about the picture. Uh, being fake. He knows that he knows the truth about it. Uh, okay, that doesn't mean he wasn't there. Okay, it could All be right. he was actually cowering behind the, and like forced perspective. It looks like he's shielding that person. Okay, I don't All know. Right. Yeah, I really don't <laughs> remember the truth. Uh, so no, if uh, that's the <laughs> truth, it's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think it was that. I. I, yeah, I also don't remember what the truth is. So, huh. Mm-hmm. All right, trying to think of other good politicians in the MCU. If uh, Captain America would have gone into politics, he would have I mean, been you one. You can't do that. <laughs> if, if, All right, fine, if, fine. If Spider-Man was president, <laughs> no. <laughs> fine, fine. Um... Oh, I actually had another one, but uh, I can't think of it because it was, uh, I was about to say, in a sense, even though he wasn't a politician, Tony Stark did do some political types of things, political maneuvering for stuff. Um, yeah. But I don't know if he was still a good guy politician. He he was probably still backstabby about things. Yeah. Um, The politician who gave Captain America his job as a um a propaganda guy he was helping america <laughs> he wasn't actively bad <laughs> okay i think he <laughs> believes he was helping <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, to be fair uh, most of the politicians we've seen in the mcu not all of them but most of them have been nazis <laughs> that is true yeah so for the future of the MCU, whenever you see a new TV show or or movie, you just have to assume there's like a 50-50 chance they're a villain. 
Yeah. The president wasn't bad in Iron Man 3, though the vice president pretty evil. Yeah, that's that's true. He wanted to... He, he was working with the... I forgot the with, guy's name, but yeah. With Aldrich Killian. Yeah. I think true for um, both the MCU and the real world, there are no good politicians, but there are ones that aren't actively evil. I could I could see someone with a bumper sticker like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. Uh one more thing about Mace uh-huh. is he's mad that Mac left without permission and he wasn't wearing a helmet. <laughs> this, Again, he's looking is, out for his team. Yeah, also, um this is another Marvel um PSA pro safe driving. <laughs> um so I remember back in the 90s, there were like all these TV shows that are mainly kids TV shows or family shows where they'd have mm-hmm. like a very special episode where oh, yeah. something happens. Um, and, and they did those because they got government money for them. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if those programs are still around. And if uh, ABC was like, hey, let's let's see if we can get some money for this one line. And I don't know, maybe they did. It's possible. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I doubt it. Oh, yeah, I doubt it, too. <laughs> Alright, I'm done with Mace, if you are. Yeah, same here. Um, Radcliffe next? Yeah. I mean, the only note I have for him is he's self-aware enough to know that the dark hold is too complicated for him. Yep, yeah, he, he basically opens it and said, nope, F this, I'm out. Uh, right. <laughs> and then Ado was like, "Hey, I can read it." And he said, "Nope, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't give a robot magic powers." Um, and and how wrong was he? He saved everyone. There's no problem with this. Yep. Nothing bad happens. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Speaking of which, um. You know, towards the end of the or at the end of this episode, we see Ada. You know, scheming and doing stuff. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like Radcliffe still doesn't trust the Darkhold in a sense, right? It's like, yeah, this is still, you know, icky. Why didn't he just wipe Ada's memory and, and like, with a, use a backup from, like, a couple days ago or something? Like, that probably would have been a good idea. Um, but I guess he's not uh, as paranoid as I thought. That's very true. I mean, that is exactly what he should have done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we'll move on to Ada. Um, Ada's a sorcerer because <laughs> of the dark hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got the cool magic gloves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and only she can see the the light for the spells that she's making. I guess. Yeah, I do like um, when she makes that portal. It's has like you can see the sparks. So she's essentially making a complicated sling ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Darkhold tells you how to use magic. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I like how the effect was still similar to like what we saw in Doctor Strange, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Like, same color, at least, but it was it was different, right? Because it's being made a different way, all that kind of stuff. So th- yeah. there's a little bit of, of crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And then she makes a brain. Because she's self-aware, but she needs a brain to to have... For reasons. Yep. I know. I, I think I know the reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen more episodes, so. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I feel like this is one of those things where our listeners know the answer because they probably have are not watching, you know, these episode by episode as we release, but we have our I rules like to about think spoilers. people are. <laughs> okay. Like I told you, I'm listening to a podcast about uh, Star Trek, like all of Star Trek, and I'm watching two, because I cover two episodes at a time. I watch those two episodes so I can listen to the next episode of the podcast. Okay. Well, uh, dear listeners, let us know. Actually, I'm, I'm very curious about this. Yeah. So tell us on Twitter, or even better, um, give us a rating on your favorite uh, mm-hmm. podcast app, and tell us the answer to that in the uh, description yeah. of, the, of the rating. Tell us if you do uh, watch these with the episode or if you've already watched them all. 
Yeah, because if everyone, if all of you guys say you've watched them all, we'll just spoil everything from now on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give, and if you give, give us it, so much freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, the higher rating you give us, the higher priority that we will read them in. So I think mm-hmm. everyone should just default to five stars out of five or ten fair. out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, do you have anything for twelve percent of the plan? Uh, I actually have a few things. Um, okay, good, because I don't have anything. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% credit. 12%? An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right, so the first thing, I'm just going to get this out of the way as a pet peeve of mine. Um, I know there's literally nothing they can do. Uh, Well, okay, there's a little they can do, but it's basically nothing they can do when filming a TV show or a movie. Um, When we see like a car chase or of some kind, and in the show or the movie, they're like showing us a one-way road like all the cars are going down in one direction but it's very clearly a two-way road because it has the two <laughs> yellow lines in the center and god i hate that so much and that happened in this episode and um i remember venom being really bad about it uh, i don't remember what exactly i just remember really being annoyed by that in venom i, I think it was the motorcycle chase <laughs> yeah well it was the like 30 minute chase whatever it was so i guess if there was a motorcycle sure i don't remember much about it but yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so that's that, a movie that. i hope we cover someday for a, a special yep as a special not as the mcu fingers no. crossed we'll see what happens yeah we, we'll see <laughs> yeah i'm not going to get into those spoilers or rumors <laughs> exactly all right uh and then one of the other ones um so here's a theoretical question do you think, Tony, could Doctor Strange or any other sorcerer with a sling ring could have gotten uh, the people out of this mid-dimension area? I think so, because you can use the sling ring to go into other dimensions, with the mirror dimension at least. Okay, yeah. Well, I think we we decided you don't need a sling ring to get into oh, the yeah. mirror dimension, but you need one to get you out. You need one to get out. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you can use spells to get into other dimensions, at very least. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, then in that case, that's it. That's all my uh, 12%. All right. Let's rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Al, how many demonic packs would you give this episode? Demonic packs. Uh, So deals with things like uh, devils, you'd say? P-A-C-T-S, not like a pack of demons. Ah, okay, got it, got it. Uh, I would give this episode overall, uh, I don't know, like two and a half or three. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, I think a big part, like, uh, I, I think a big part of what I didn't like was, again, how separated everything was. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's nice to get a lot of storyline, but, you know, we, we get the side stuff with Simmons, like, here's, like, a side thing that's going to pay off eventually. It takes, like, a couple of weeks for that to even come back, I think. And then... Uh, you know, it just it didn't it didn't pull me in. Like it, it was definitely cool. Um, yeah. You know, with the you know this other dark dimension stuff, um, getting them out just in the nick of time. You know, other things are really coming together now. You've got a magic robot, which is really cool. But I, it just eh, I don't know. It it was one of those episodes where they're not fighting a villain, and I feel like that kind of makes it less enjoyable in a sense for me so yeah. okay yeah. this might be our biggest disparity in scores because i'm giving it a 4.5 Ooh, i love okay. this episode all right <laughs> i like the concepts i i like that they have divided storylines but 
every one of those storylines is exciting. And um, this is like, I know this isn't the finale, but this is like the next episode is the finale of this arc. Mm-hmm. And for a, penulti- a penultimate episode of an arc, it's more exciting than any of the previous penultimate episodes we've run into. <laughs> that that is true. There there is a lot there. Uh, but yeah, it just it feels like I don't know. It just felt like there wasn't much. Like even though there was a lot going on, it just kind of felt like I don't know something didn't grab. Me. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do have to give it an extra point. So I, I will give it a three and a half in total um, because of Ghost Rider Mac. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason it's not a five, is that we didn't see Ghost Rider Mac flaming skull on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a lot better. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, ready to close out? You got anything else? No, I'm good. Cool. All right, everyone. Uh, in that case, uh, join us next week. We'll keep talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be on Season 4, Episode 8, The Laws of Inferno Dynamics. Uh, and uh, again, reminder, follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Follow us on Instagram. We don't have one. Make one for us and then try to sell it to us. Um, we won't pay, but you know, we're just curious what would happen there. Uh, and give us a rating on your favorite uh, podcast app that allows you to give ratings. Uh, again, this was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 7 with the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Gotta deal with the devil. Gotta deal with the devil. Gotta deal with the devil.